Live from the summit in Miami, Florida, the core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Rick Ruby, Kevin Polakovich, Stacey Bearden, and Nikki Salter. Today's topic, leads, part two. All right. We are cranking. Now, how serious are we about our processes? Serious, serious, serious. So, you look at Kendra's wild checklist. You look at Chad breaking 100. I'm be honest with you. I think that Chad moving, most of you need to pretend you've moved. Most of you need a fresh start. Go out there and re-meet 100. Reconnect with your 30. 10 for 10. I thought there was some great stuff. And I'll be honest. If I was the realtor, I would use the real, the meeting new realtors like you're meeting new business people. I think most of your realtors need to go out in 10 weeks and meet 10 new business people, 100 new business people to land 10 or 15. I thought Patrick's VIP program was for realtor and lender. I, I sat down with my team. We're already like, okay, we're going to do this different with the VIPs. We're going to do this different. I've got about 120 on my list. I probably need to shrink the list down to about 75 to go deeper with them. Sometimes I rush through the calls, but we, we really, we're going to, we're going to do with our VIP list is we're going to talk in the morning about gifting opportunities. What I do is I just assign the gifting out to them. I want to hear what they're, I'm going to talk about the gifting every Tuesday morning. I do my VAPs on Tuesdays. The lenders do it on Friday. The realtors do it on Monday. So you lenders, you're calling your 15 VIPs on Friday. How many are doing lenders are doing a poor job calling your VIPs? Raise your hand. It's horrible. You know what I know? I'm on like five of your VIP calls. Friday should be the worst day of my life. Why, Maria? I should get a million calls. Hey, Rick, thank you. You're changing my life. I'm saving all my money. My kids go into private schools. I should be on, like, your coaches, your mentors should be on your VIP list. So either I'm not important or you're not working the process well. So your VIP programs need to tie up. You realtors, it's the main thing that you survive by. Now, got three more. So we're going to do deepening realtor relationships. You realtors will look at this as deepening your business people relationships. Got it? And then we will work the past clients, which is for everybody. Then I will come up and teach you how to close. First up, we have my man, Kevin Polakovich. So Kevin is from Michigan. He's in Grand Rapids, which is a junky little town. He does a ton of business. 142 million last year. 142 million as a lender. Now, just so you know, in Grand Rapids, the average sales price is $149,000. So I think he did like 5,000 loans last year. He did a lot of loans. Does a lot of little loans. That's Grand Rapids. But I'm telling you this. He takes great care of his realtors. I have a bunch of his realtors in the program. They call me all the time. He must tell them to call me because they're always calling me, telling me what a great job he's doing. So he does a great job with his current realtors. Give it up for my man, Kevin Blockovich. Thank you. Really exciting to be here. Uh, anytime I'm in this room or a room like this with the core, I go back to 2013 when on a whim, uh, I was invited to come to an event. One of my coworkers said, hey, we should go to this, this core mega thing. And I said, I, I met these guys years ago. And I said, okay, great, we'll go. I'll pay, let, let's go, let's check it out. So I came in 2013, and I was so amazed to sit there in that room and watch Rick and five of these top professionals in our business give us everything. When I say everything, no holds bar, everything. Here's the secrets. It blew me away. I, like, are these people really sharing how they put the pickle on the burger? How they make their business grow? How they do it? Jen Hernandez was there. Hunter was there. Josh Sigmund was there. And it just blew me away. So, when I went to that event, I came back and I said, I'm going to work my tail off. And I did, and I doubled my business from a one-day event. I came to the summit about 15, 16 months later, and I said, if I went to a one-day event, double my business. If I go to a three-day event, I'm going to triple my business, right? What I didn't know at the time is the coaching program and getting involved in it, what a difference it's made in my life and my business. And I am a better business owner, better spouse, 
better loan officer, better person because of this program. So thank you, Rick, for allowing me this. Thanks to all the coaches. Appreciate it. Love all you guys. I'm going to share some really simple tactics to a point where you're probably going to say, that's it? And the answer is yes, that is it. We talk about deepening realtor relationships. A couple things. Um, the biggest spot to start with deepening realtor relationships is to go on really good dates. If you're going to get married and you'd be in a relationship, you want to start with some dates. With a date. So guess what a date is? A date is a Tuesday update. You are on a date with a real estate agent that will or will not like you at the end of the transaction, which will choose to potentially send you more business if you wow them. If you um, meet your promises and your commitments, you will do more business with them. So look at your Tuesday updates as dating someone, someone I want to potentially get into a long-term relationship. I'm going to get to know some real estate professionals in the Tuesday update process, and I'm going to think... I'm not going to chase after them because I don't really like them. I'm going to find some other ones that say, oh my gosh, I want to work with that person. I need to set up a meeting. Starting with the Tuesday uh, update, I want to share a tactic, a couple tactics around Tuesday updates to build relationships. Number one, one of the things I was finding with Tuesday updates, by the way, guys, Tuesday updates are the biggest non-negotiable in my business. Tuesday updates are the biggest non-negotiable in my business. Bottom line. What I found in my Tuesday updates, contract came in on Friday or contract came in on Monday, it wasn't quite far enough along in the system that I could pick up the phone and call that agent and give them an update for Tuesday because I just kind of got it in. And then it went seven, eight, nine days before they got that first update. So a way that I fixed that, the second a purchase contract comes over from a listing agent, I reach out to that listing agent with a phone call and an email. Thank you so much for accepting my client's offer. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh, how many offers did you have on that property? Cool. I really appreciate that. You had lots of other people you could choose from. It means so much to me that you picked our offer, and I'm going to make sure you're not disappointed. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Great. I said it. Probably left a voicemail. Second thing, I email exactly what I said. So I'm in their phone, voicemail. I'm in their email. And the next thing they do is they send a text. I just left you a voicemail. I just sent you an email. Please save my number. You are going to get an update from me every single Tuesday to tell where you're at in our loan process. If you have to call me, I'm not doing my job. It's amazing on Tuesday updates, being the biggest non-negotiable, when I call and the person on the other line says, Hey, Kevin, how are you? As I look down and, who, who is this again? It's that piece. It's the structure. So, to the Tuesday update, to build deep relationship, um, my, my two of my promises, I've got six promises, guys. Tuesday updates really set the, the premise for the promises. Promise number one, close on time every time. Promise number two, proactive communication. During this dating and courting process with a potential future business partner, referral partner, they've seen two of my promises. My six promises are promises, not guarantees. Why do you think they're promises? Promises are personal. Guarantees are business. I want to be in personal relationship. My goal is to be in deep personal relationship with my business partners. So number one, Tuesday updates. Put some systems together. It is the greatest way to build your business. Okay, second piece I want to talk about. Getting face-to-face, -face, spending quality time, spending quality, regular time, with your best agents. So I want to think about when you're in the office and you put the do not disturb on the door and you have two or three hours of call time and you're laser focused, laser focused. Think about how productive you are. You're like, boom, 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 boom. And you're on point. You can sell ice to an Eskimo and you feel good and you're in the zone. Most of our days look like phone call, Zoom meeting, client, Fire, appraisal, lunch, coffee, put out another fire. Back, 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 back. Do you guys agree? Who, who can relate with that? That's your day. Okay. To that point, I loaded up a couple days. My Tuesday, biggest non-negotiable Tuesday updates. I also make my Wednesday TBD calls on Tuesday. 
I pulled them a day early. Tuesday is probably 80 outbound calls every single Tuesday. What that did is it freed up my Wednesday. My Wednesday is made up of reoccurring meetings with my referral business partners. Reoccurring meetings with my referral business partners all day on Tuesday. Before COVID, I think it's up to 27 or 28 reoccurring meetings, monthly meetings. Um, down a little bit, I'm getting close to getting that built back up. So if I meet someone on, let's say, a Tuesday update, or I meet someone that we've hit it off, or I get a referral from another real estate agent, and that client wants to meet with me, we have an opportunity to meet, what day am I going to set that meeting? On a Wednesday. And I'm going to squeeze it between whatever I have on that Wednesday, I'm going to put that together. And here's what typically happens on these meetings on Wednesday. We get done, and at the end, it is something along the lines of, hey, did, did you enjoy the time we spent together? It is usually, yes, I loved it. You got me so excited. I'm ready to tackle the day. Cool. Would it be beneficial for us to meet again? I would love to. It's on a Wednesday. I set a time that was in my calendar, an open time slot. It is very easy, if I think this is a relationship that's going to work for both of us, I'm going to set a reoccurring meeting on that Wednesday at the location we're at. How about we meet once a month on the second Wednesday and set this as a reoccurring meeting? You're going to be on vacation. I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, we're not going to make them all, but that's going to be set. Really, really impactful, guys. During these meetings, I ask deep questions. Don't be afraid to ask deep questions. Think about the questions that we all talk about here. Think about the questions we would talk about here. How much money did you make? How much money did you save? It's okay to ask those questions. Most of our real estate agents don't have, don't have someone to celebrate their success. They got a bunch of haters working in their office. They just got a million dollar list and the guy next to him isn't making any money. If I pick up the phone and say, oh my gosh, you got that cool. Even if it didn't affect me, I'm excited for them. I want to celebrate them. I want to celebrate their success. Be their partner. Celebrate them. Celebrate their success. Really big recurring on Wednesday. Third thing I want to talk about to deepen relationships are events. Have better events. Some of you will think, have better events, and you're going to think, spend more money. That's not what it is. A better event is an event that is more impactful. Uh, Christmas party. Christmas party, getting five, six, seven of your best real estate, and just hang out at a bar, have a couple drinks, get together, hey, thanks for the business. Okay. Let's compare that to having your best real estate agents with their spouses into your house to celebrate Christmas. Let's compare that with them leaving the house and they get handed a gift. And I want to give you a big secret with gifting. It's not about the gift. It's not about what you spend on the gift. It's the note that goes with the gift. So in that real estate business partner of mine who has 400,000 people in the country, I don't know, 30,000 loan officers, 50,000 in Michigan, they chose to work with me for me to say, thank you for choosing to work with me. Thank you for what you've done for me and my family. I was so excited to see you hit your $12 million in volume this year. So excited. I can't wait to help you hit the $16 million next year. Do you think when they're reading that card on the way home from my house, meeting my family, you think, what do you think your spouse says? Should you do more business with me or less business than me? Make those events just a little bit better. Another one is connecting. Let's go golfing. Go, go play a little ex-golf with your best partner, real, realtor partner, a realtor partner. Great. How about you grab another guy from across town and another guy or girl from across town and put them together and have them meet and be connectors. It is such a powerful tool, connecting. So those are just a couple tactics there. Um, I want to share um, a big premise. Anytime you're going to get up and speak in front of a group, you get a little nervous. Like, am I qualified? Am I qualified to teach this? Um, so I went through, and I'm going to tell you my big goal this year is to move the accounts pyramid up, moving my top 50 up to my accounts, up to my channel accounts. So on page 27, I want to share these numbers, and I want you guys all to take this away. If I can do this, any of you guys can do this. Um, the accounts pyramid... I added some extra data recently to the Accounts Pyramid, and I think it's really critical to look at how deep you are in relationships with your business partners and your referral partners. 
for me, my, uh, the accounts pyramid is the, the top 50 and then the accounts and the channel accounts. So my top 50 is made up of 94 real estate agents. It's 94 agents that referred me one to three deals. So 94. So instead of having a top 50, these are people that I'm doing some business with. That 94 agents referred me 129 closings. I am not in deep relationship with these 94 people. I'm in some sort of relationship, but I am not in a deep relationship. My accounts, 27 agents referred me 159 closings. I'm in better relationship with this group. 41%. 41% of the possible buy sides they sent to me. I got 41% of their business. It blew me away when I saw that number. I'm in better relationship with them. The channel accounts, the top group, seven agents, 129 closings, seven agents. I captured 60 8% of their possible buy size. Absolutely blew me away. It humbled me and it blew me away. One of these agents down here had 11 buy sides, 11 buy sides, and I got all of them. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. If I can do this, any of you guys can do this. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you got some good takeaways. Again, work the Tuesday updates. Work the Tuesday updates. Big meetings on Wednesday, reoccurring meetings, and have better events. Just a little bit better is going to make a huge impact. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'd like to uh, introduce our next speaker, Stacy Pearden. Absolutely incredible. Newer coach. Absolutely incredible business. Looking at her numbers today, great, great person, but it blew me away. $53 million in 2021. Absolutely incredible, incredible volume. Great person, great businesswoman, and can't wait to hear about database. Please welcome Stacy Pearden. Thank you. Oh my gosh, to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity. Um, quick background. Uh, well, first of all, this is the first time that I'm standing up here on the big stage. Pretty stoked about that. I know it's going to be a good day because today I have matching shoes on. Last night I had mismatching shoes, so I'm like, all right, we're, we're in a good spot. Um, I have been in the core for about 13 years now, so I consider myself the slow learner, but actually it's a good thing because I'm the marathon runner, not the sprinter. So I've had the benefit of making mistakes, going slow, but more methodically, and I'm going to talk to you about your database today. Because uh, last year, 2021, um, about 68% of my business, out of the 53 million, 68% um, of my business was from database. And the thing I love about the core is that it's very simple. Rick works simply, and that means anybody can do it. Very tactically, um, he basically brushes his teeth with three step program. So we're going to tackle um, with your tactics today, but very impactful tactics. Something that you're going to be able to implement and not only communicate with your database, but actually generate um, warm leads. So you've heard warm leads um, all morning long. Warm leads, things grow in warm soil. They don't grow in cold, frozen soil. Um, so our database is our fer most fertile ground. <clears throat> you can pretty much double your business just by focusing and nurturing your database. So I'm going to give you today three tactics of how you can communicate and generate a lot of business from your database. First thing that we need to do is make sure that we have a, um, a very good system to regularly communicate with them. Mailing and video. So mailing and video, we have a couple different things that you can do every single month that will engage your clients. First thing we do is we write a letter of the heart. A letter of the heart is meant to go out to your database, and a key about writing your letter of the heart is that you want to be authentic. You want to give um, 
some pain, share some pain. Those are the most impactful letters of the heart. It's meant for your database to see you as a real person and being a little bit vulnerable. So um, I, I wrote one one time, <clears throat> actually I spoke about it at the Mega, about how I missed my son running at the county meet because I was working um, and I didn't get done with an appointment on time. And um, it was like the most crushing thing in my life. And to this day, he still doesn't know that I missed it. A good friend of mine videoed it. Um, but it was like, that was like a turning point. In my life. And it was a very impactful letter of the heart. I got a ton of calls from it. Um, but that was the one where I was the most real and shared the most pain. So you want to send it out monthly. Um, and you want to tell your story. It's a one-pager. And just pop a couple pictures in there, and it, it doesn't really have anything to do with business. It's just about you. Um, the flip side of your monthly mailer is called an evidence of success. So <clears throat> we send it out in a postcard format. This mailer is meant to um, portray a business success, but what I like to do, um, so some people send out just listed, just sold to their entire database. Um, market stats, those are all very effective. What I have found is the most effective is that I like to use um, the reticular activator. So reticular activator is something in the brain that um, makes you think of something quickly, but it's, it's, more, it's a more funneled thought. So when you ask for a referral, you say, hey, do you know anybody looking to buy or sell real estate? Um, people almost get paralyzed when they have to think more broad. But when they have to think more um, skinny, um, they can think of something quicker. So, for example, when you're pregnant, you see pregnant people all around. When you buy a new red uh, truck, you see red trucks everywhere. So that's how I like to write my evidence of success. So I talk about a specific transaction or a specific client. I'll say... Um, uh, a first-time buyer or a multiple offer situation, how we won out over multiple offers, or maybe how somebody had their um, home on the market with a different realtor, it didn't sell, they hired us, and how we were able to give them, you know, a successful transaction. Um, newly married people. I like to give the stories where people can look, um, they don't have to think too far. They can say, oh, yeah, I know somebody getting married. Oh, yeah, I know somebody having a baby. Oh, yeah, I know someone who's lost out on several homes and haven't, you know, hasn't gotten their offer accepted. So it's just a quick postcard story, and you are asking for business specifically in the evidence of success. So those are two monthly mailers that we do. Um, the, uh, the other thing that you want to do is videos. So um, we do videos every single month. We do um, a market update, and we send that out uh, via BombBomb. So you can use BombBomb, Grasshopper, uh, but it's most effective to use it through, like, a, a system or a CRM. And we just talk about uh, a market stat or some update because people are very interested in that. So we send that out to our entire database. Um, by the way, what is the ideal size of database? For the database that you're... Um, communicating with regularly um, is anywhere between four and 500 people. So that's like the sweet spot of this type of database that I'm talking about. We also have larger, broader databases that we communicate with as well, but for these tactics, I'm talking about about four to 500 people, people that you can keep top grading and stay connected with. Um, another video that we do is a birthday video. So every... Um, we have everybody's birthdays from our past clients via our All About You form in our, in our CRM, and I record a birthday video for them, and we send it out. So those are two great videos that you can stay in contact with your clients. Next, the next tactic that we have to stay in contact and to generate leads from our database is calling. So this is where, uh, this is like the big kahuna. And this is where you're most involved. A lot of those other um, mailing and video tactics, you can delegate or you can schedule. Um, but calling, like you're in it, you have to do it. Uh, but that's where you get the most amount of business. So you have to systematically schedule it. Otherwise, you're never going to get to everybody. 
first thing that we do is we schedule what's called an annual review. Annual review is on uh, page 31 in the book. You'll see um, I use Dayton Trader's annual review format. Um, I've tweaked it a little bit, but <clears throat> the annual review is like, it, it's basically the gold mine of calling. And I didn't start using the annual review actually until COVID because we were shut down in Michigan and we could not, um, we couldn't show any properties. We were a complete shutdown. And all we could do is call our people. So I said, hey, well, let's do an annual review on every single person, even though it's, you know, I had heard of the annual review. We had talked about it in coaching, and I never actually implemented it. But since we've implemented it um, at COVID, or right after COVID, I can't tell you how much has come from that. Because with the annual review, you can do a lot of things. First of all, you're mining listing appointments. You're calling them and you're updating them about their property. You're asking them if they're looking for a new pricing report, a new CMA. About um, their interest rate, if they need to refi. So you're able to refer your lenders. You're able to be a gigantic resource. The annual review asks them about their future plans, investment properties. Do they have a will? Do they have a trust? Is it updated? Do they like their uh, accountant? Do they have an accountant? The annual review is loaded with opportunities for you to expand your business. So uh, I highly recommend that. It's a scheduled call, and it's about a 15-minute call. Some people send them uh, the review questions ahead of time so that the clients can get their uh, information together, and some just schedule the call and go through the questions. But it's a very uh, tactical way of having a deeper conversation with your database and finding out what opportunities are there for you to help them and, in turn, for you to gain business. Um, the other phone call that is scheduled and very important is our Thursday calls on our theme days. So Thursdays is our database calls for realtors. Um, lenders have a different day. But I, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but for realtors, we call our past clients on Thursdays, and we do it via a letter of the week. It's very simple. So we call on week one. We'll call all of our past clients whose last names begin with A. Then the next week, the last names begin with B, C, and so on. So basically, you're getting two phone calls to your entire database over the course of the year. When you call your database, you, want, you might wonder, okay, what do you say? Well, I have a couple um, that I rotate. <clears throat> there are some very easy introductory calls if you're just getting your feet wet and calling your database if you haven't talked to them in a while. If you haven't talked to them in a while, you might want to see about getting an All About You form on them. There's the All About You again. Just get general information. Update their contact information, their email. That's a very easy intro if you haven't talked to them in a while. But once you're in regular communication with them, I like to do at least once a year what's called the breadcrumbs conversation. So the breadcrumbs conversation is <clears throat> in my database, I'm able to connect who I've been referred by. So I'm reinforcing the referral aspect. So I'll call and say, hey, um, Mr. Jones, I just wanted to give you a call and let you know how much you've impacted my life, and I wanted to thank you, and how much you've impacted other people's lives. I was thinking about you, and I pulled up, <clears throat> I pulled up your information in, in my system, and I noticed that because of you, you referred me to Mr. Jones, and he bought and sold his house with me. And then Mr. Jones referred me to his daughter, and she bought and sold a home with me. And Mrs. Smith referred me to her best friend, and I'm helping her buy a house right now. And I just want to let you know that I am so grateful from the beginning of our relationship how much you've affected my life and my business. So it's a very, I love the breadcrumbs conversation because they feel super honored and you can really keep track of how all of your referrals are, are coming together. So if your CRM should be able to connect your, um, your clients like that, but if they can't, figure out a way.
check it manually. And then the last, those are the two calls. The last tactic I have is events. So <clears throat> client events I love because you get to connect and be belly to belly with people. Three main client events that we do. Number one, we do a, uh, we do a monthly happy hour with our top 50 past clients. We invite them to a restaurant. We provide two drink tickets to them. We uh, order a bunch of appetizers, and we ask them to bring a friend. And it's basically like a thank you, meet and greet, hangout. We do that once a month. The second one we, we do is client parties. So you can do anything from movie days. We do a Santa day where we have people come and bring their kids and get pictures with Santa. You can do um, an abundance of events, but these are the big ones that are usually family-oriented. And then the last thing we do is small group get-togethers at our house once a month. So reviewing the tactics, we've got the mailing, we've got the calling, and we've got events. So I want you to write down right now, from each category, the one thing you're either going to level up or implement. And uh, that's pretty much our system and how we generated about 68% of our business. So hope you guys got something out of it today. I have the privilege of bringing Mr. Ruby back up on the stage, and I just want to let you guys know how grateful I am that Rick originally allowed me in as the big-time struggler into this program. He's really changed my life, and I will forever be grateful. So, Rick, come on up. When I met Stacy, she was dealing with one of my loan reps, and I started helping her on the side, and then she came to some core events. And just so you know, she has lost 75 pounds in the seven years that she's been in this business. Did she not look spectacular? I mean, went from not taking care of herself to very serious about her fitness. You understand process is not just about your business. It's about your life. I'll give you some life processes. How many of you have a partner or some type of relationship you're in? Raise your hand. Okay, the rest of you will be hanging out in the bar tonight to meet each other, okay? <laughs> whatever. Boys with boys, boys with girls, girls with girls, whatever you think is. I'm okay with it, okay? So, if you're going to have a partner you got to go on a date every single week. How many of you do not go on a date every week? Raise your hand if you do not go on a I missed some weeks. I literally missed some weeks, and it pisses me off. This is like God, wife, core. This is how I live my life. God is the most important. Brit is the second most important. The core family is the third most important. I do have children, but they're grown, and they've had a lot of therapy to get over why I work so much. It's okay. So... This, and sometimes my wife will not feel like the most important person. I'll show up late. How many show up home late? It's unacceptable to her. 7 o'clock is dinner. 7.05, dinner is put away. Sometimes thrown away, okay? I have a very serious wife. I'm like, what's for supper? She said, you missed it. It's gone already. I said, is it in the fridge? She said, no, it's in the garbage. Oh, my God. You threw away the food. It's a process. Be on time at home. Go on a date every single week. Do a regular monthly gifting. I want you to add three things for your personal life on a piece of paper. One, show up on time. Only ask about them when you get home. Do not go home and tell them about your day. They don't care, Lisa. Kevin doesn't care. He only cares about his day. Do you agree? His bike riding, his exercising. So, ask about them. Be punctual. Date every single week. Monthly gift. That's the process to improve your relationship. Every month, you should have your team find something small that you can bring home to your partner. Every month. Listen, Kevin said it earlier. It's a date. So if we're going to date, let's date our partners. So that's one of the things I want to focus on. I want you to go to a piece of paper, and we're going to talk about closing leads. Okay? My specialty is money and sales closing skills. So we're going to talk about how to close. Everybody in North Carolina should have an appointment with me. I'm loaded. I've got 200 employees. I own a lot of property. Every single business person should be doing what with me, Clive? Pursuing me. All the realtors should be what? 
I own a big house, a cabin, an office building, and a businessman cave. Now, is it public knowledge who owns those properties? Should they all be calling me? Do they? No. So listen, nobody calls whales. Nobody. Now, I'll tell you, guarantee appointment getter with me. Guaranteed. Guaranteed is the first close we're going to learn. It's a triangle for trust. If you have a name that knows me, I will meet with you. I don't care if you're a financial planner. I don't care if you're a title agent. I don't care if you're a realtor. I don't care if you're a builder. Raise your hand if you will meet anybody that knows somebody you know. Raise your hand if you will meet with them if they know somebody you know. Simple. Everything is a triangle for trust. The first conversation when you meet somebody. How'd you get my name? Where'd you get my name? And if it's, if it's not a good place, who do you know that knows me? Who do you know that's got a mortgage for me? Who do you know that's been in my coaching program? How do you know me? Triangle for trust. Then, step number one, identify the triangle. Step number two, how do you feel about that person? Do you trust Cleve Loveland? You do. How? Why do you trust him? Oh, you've known him 10 years. Well, listen, I've known Cleve now the whole 21. The whole 21. Cleve was a student. He became a coach. And then he got fired because he didn't have good production. And now he's back a student and he's going to someday work hard to be a coach again. Okay. So listen, if you trust Cleve, I trust Cleve. So if you trust Cleve and I trust Cleve, you can what? Trust me. That's called closing the triangle. It's identifying the triangle. What you guys do is you don't do the triangle. You don't identify the triangle and you definitely don't what? Close the triangle. So what we're going to do right now in groups of two, okay, you're going to do a triangle. One of you is the client. The other one is either the realtor, lender, whatever your business in. Okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to ask them how they were referred to you. It's a so-and-so. You talk about how they know that person, how you know that person. And then you close it by saying, because you trust that person and I trust that person, you can trust me. So I want you to do a triangle for trust right now. Come on back. Come on back. You talk too long. This is why you don't make more money. People call me all the time. Rick, how do you have 127 conversations? I get in, I get done, I get out with an impact. You all talk too long. This is why you can't have 120 conversations a week. This is why you don't do more business. You're rambling. So listen, how did you get to know me? How do you know that person? Wow, you really trust them. I really trust them. You can trust me. The triangle is a one-minute conversation, not a five-minute waste of time. Listen, my job is to help you all accumulate wealth. To do that, you have to make a lot of money. To do that, if you don't have balance, you'll end up giving away half the money, and then you are not accumulating wealth. You understand? How many of you have been divorced in this industry? How many of you have been divorced? Raise your hand. We have done it wrong so far. We need to start doing it right. So we got to be more impactful, quicker. Now I want to switch partners, and I want to do it cleaner, more direct, and faster. Go. Come on back. It was much better the second time. I'm telling you. Your capitalism determines on your speed of impact. How fast can you make an impact? How fast can you make a difference? How fast can you grab their attention? How fast can you get them to say, I've got to be focused on this person? It's like, I thought all my presenters did well. You can tell Kendra is the most professional at it because she does it the most. She controls the audience the best. Okay, I thought Patrick controls the audience really, really well. I thought Chad and Stacy did a really good job and Kevin did a really good job. But I want to be clear with you. There's a process. Monday, the lenders call their realtors. Tuesday, the lenders call their status calls. Wednesday, the lenders call their pre-apps. Thursday, the lenders call their database. And Friday, the lenders call their VIPs. For the realtors, Monday, we call, real, we call our VIPs on Monday. Tuesday, we call our status calls, all our listings, all our borrowers. Wednesday, we call hot leads. Thursday, we call our past clients. And Friday, we call hot leads. So we're really generating these leads and getting this going. Now we've got to learn how to close them. That was close number one. I do it every single time. 
Of the 130 people in the room, 92 were referred by somebody else in my program. They already know all about me. They know I'm not pleasant. They know I'm not super nice. They know that I'm direct, that if they're overweight, be cautious. I'm going to say something about it. If they're drinking too much, they know I'm going to crush them. There are, it's like a disclaimer that goes out from my members to the friends. I want you to come, but you got to know these things right here, right? you got to know these things really bad. It'll keep you out of a lot of trouble. It's a good thing to know. Cool. Close number two, fear-based close. Every single time. Every single time. So let me ask you a question. How many have known somebody that's had a bad mortgage experience? Raise your hand. You're a realtor lender. You know somebody that's had a bad mortgage experience. So you ask every client, how many of you have known someone that had a bad real estate or a bad lending experience? I know people that have had bad real estate experiences. I know people that have had bad lending experiences. If they don't know one, tell them about one. So here's my client. Okay, I had a client that was another mortgage, a mortgage company that a realtor sent to me, but he didn't refer them strong enough. So the client went to my competitor. The loan was supposed to close on June 30th, July 6th. It still hadn't closed. And then the lender said they couldn't do the deal. My realtor called me panicking because he really likes his borrower and he wanted this borrower to get this house. So he called me. I fixed it. I got it closed in 12 days. The buyer should have went to me in the first place. And that was the problem. So here's what I know. 65% of all loans don't close on time or they don't close at the rate agreed upon. 65% of all loans do not close on time and do not close at the proper rate. You have two choices. You go down the street, you keep your fingers crossed, you hope you're not one of the 65% or you come with me. And because I know Warren here, I'm gonna take care of you because I'm not gonna let Warren down. I refer back to the triangle again. So within the fear-based closed, I go back to the triangle. So you can either go down the street, keep your fingers crossed, and hope it works out, or you can come with me, and I promise I will deliver exactly what we agree upon here today and close on time. If I do not close on time, I will give you $500 of my money to apologize for not closing on time. That's how committed I am to this. Do you want to go forward, yes or no? They almost always say what? Triangle every single time. Fear-based close every time. If you're weak and you haven't got the deal yet, we lower the bar. Lower the bar is, let's meet for an appointment. I'll give you an education because you're Warren's client. If you don't like what I have, you got a free education. That's a what? Lower the bar. Lower the bar. Lower the bar. It's like coaching. It's four real estate sides. It's eight loans. That's it. That's what it costs for me to coach you. Four real estate sides a year, eight loans a year. That's what it costs. That's the what? Lower the bar. Hey, the rates have gone up, but your payment is only $39 more a month or $139 a month or $239 a month. That's what you're calling your pre-apps right now. Don't panic. Don't panic. The payment is only going up $145 a month. Based on your numbers, you can easily afford it. What do you pay for cable? That's what? Lowering the bar. So listen, it's a triangle. It's a fear-based it's a lower the bar if you need it. If you don't need it, the lower the bar is the option. I want them all. I want all 130 to sign up with me. I want all 500 to stay with me. Out of the 130, I'll take maybe 12, 15. But I want them all. I want them all interested in being with me. I have salesmen. I have coach. Salesmen, we want how many of them? All of them. All of them. You see my best coaches close 40, 50, 60%. Some of my coaches are 80% conversion from lead to pre-app. 80% go into pre-app with my coaches. It's unbelievable, their closing skills. I watched all six of them. How could you tell them no thank you? They're so darn professional, so solid, so thorough. So we're going to work on our fee-based close. Go on the first role play, fear-based close. Go. So we learned how to generate some warm leads. If you're a realtor, we need 40 warm leads. If we're a lender, we need 80 warm leads. Warm leads from a realtor would be VIPs and database CCRs and PCRs. Warm lead for a lender would be realtor leads, VIPs, database CCRs, PCRs. I need 80 warm leads if you're a lender. I need 40 warm leads if you're a realtor. That's with your closing skills. 
If you had my closing skills and you want to do 10 deals, you'd need about 11 leads. So I think we got to work on our conversion skills. This is how I close every time. Tomorrow night when I close the room, you will see me use a triangle. You will see me use fear. You will see me do a lower the bar. Period. Every time. Every time. It's kind of like, how many remember Remember the Titans? Great TV show. In the movie, he ran one play over and over and over again. They're like, coach, how come you run one play? It's like Novocaine. Works every single time, he says. My closes work every single time. I've developed them over the last 35 years. I've been to countless closing seminars. My closing skills work. Now, the next thing we're going to do, we're done with leads. We're done with closing. Now, the big question every one of you have, how do I balance it all? How many, that's the life question right there. How do we get it all done? How do we have romance, kids, business, money, community, relationships, God? How do we get it all? I'm going to bring you an expert every time how they get it all. So this is going to be one of my coaches, Nikki Salter. She has two children. She has a partner. She has a big business. She has a big branch. She's in great shape. She does it all. She has a great balance to get it all done. My girl, Nikki Salter. So I was thinking about this um, in this room. I'm so grateful to be in this room. And you guys don't know this, but you have been a part of, I've been in the core for 10 years. And so that's 20 summits. And I have gone through the entire human experience throughout those summits. And you guys have been with me the whole time. You just didn't know it. Like you had no idea what I was going through. So I've been married, divorced, shacked up again, had a couple of kids. Um, I have like shown up at summits and won dragons and been like fierce and on top of my game. There were summits where I was crying in the corner and most of you didn't know it because I didn't want to be here because I missed my kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what is wrong with me? I'm here. I should be at home. There um, were, I've um, pumped for you men in the room or women that don't know, that's breast milk. Like I've pumped in every storage closet, room, bathroom stall, like left general session and just hoped that I wouldn't get called out and have to tell them what I was doing in front of everybody. So, um, so here we are. So I am going to, it's my privilege to get to talk to you about this. Um, it's, I did not think that this would be, um, I think if you're, I don't want to just, um, I don't want to single out moms, but if you're a mom and it's, it's just a little different. And when you're a mom and you want big things and you have a business and you want to, you want it all and you want to get it all done, um, it's, you always feel like you're not, like you're letting somebody down, right? It's either, um, I want to be home. I want to be at work. I can't figure it out. And so it really is an honor um, for me to get to share some of these things with you guys and what this has been like for me and also the real process that I work on. So everybody asks me, I can't tell you how often it's the number one question I get, how do you get it all done? And the truth is, I don't. Um, I just work on it every single day on getting better. Um, and that's the key to everything that we do. You heard it. The coach ma- or the magic in, in the system and the tactics that you were given, you were only given five to six tactics per person, right? But then you have to do it 10,000 times, right? Like it's, it's, it is the simple things work, but you have to do them over and over and over and get better. So I'm going to take you through a little bit of a journey here. Um, what does my life look like? So this is my number one priority is holding my marriage together because my number two priority is my children and my children will have a better life if I can hold my marriage together. I've been through divorce. I know what it feels like. It's painful. I didn't have children then. Um, and, and it was still super painful and rocked my confidence in my life. So I don't want to do that again. So we go on date nights. Right? Sometimes we have fancy ones and we go to like sports games and things like that. Sometimes we, um, if you are having trouble having date night, get an Oculus and have date night after the kids go to bed. Like just jam out. We have dance parties. Every now and then we go to fancy places with matching robes. These are my children that I created. I had two children in the last five years. So I have a son who's almost five and I have a daughter who is 18 months old. And they are 
very strong-willed, high-spirited children. So I thought the first one was crazy. So when the second one came, I was like, oh, this is going to be my chill kid. And my mom was like, why did you think that? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought that, like, everybody says my kids are so different. So I had the crazy one the first time. But the second one was way crazier. Um, And so this is, I have to be an intentional parent, um, which takes a lot of effort. Um, It's a practice every single day, all day, um, to be intentional and to pause. Um, People don't scream at me in my face. I don't know if that happens at your office. It does not happen at mine. People don't scream in my face. My son has no problem telling me what it is and screaming to my face. So let's see here. We cook breakfast on the weekends. We go to Monster Jam. We fish with Grandma. We go to Transformer Museums. We host epic parties. I know what you're wondering. Was I pregnant there? Nope. My child was 12 months old in that picture. So if you have recently had children and you are beating yourself up about how you look, stop. It is not worth it. You will take your time. Enjoy the seasons of your life as they come because they are so fleeting, right? I know you're probably looking at me and like, Really, you're like 39. What do you know? I'm learning very quickly every day how uh, these life lessons my children are teaching me. So, uh, let's see here. We now, that's, guys, I was a master pumper. Master pumper for two years, right? That is super hard. It's like a dairy cow. I don't, if, if you know, that's amazing. Like, I took that picture because I was like, oh my God, that's one of the most proud moments of my life. That's a lot. (laughs) So much. Um, another thing, like I totally, um, multitask. So how do I get my nails done? I convince my kid, I bribe him like, honey, let's have quality time, get the iPad, let's go to the nail salon. And so that's my picture of me being able to hang out with my son and I bribe him with iPads. Um, we take naps. You have to rest in your life. Something that's required. And also those are just a couple of my favorite pictures. So my core journey 20 semesters, five dragons. Let me tell you, if you don't know what that means, that means I was the best five times out of 20. So I look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that means I wasn't the best 15 times, right? But great players win more often than they don't, right? Like they win a lot. They don't necessarily win every single time. I'm not a person that's trying to have my best month ever every single month. I'm working a clear plan. I'm working the areas of my life that are important to me, and I'm, I'm just trying to get better every single month. I'm not uh, getting getting better every single day. I'm not necessarily having trying to break records every single month in my business, okay? It's not sustainable. Cool. So Josh let the cat out of the bag when I was voted as a core coach, so thank you, Josh, for sharing that. I pulled this text back up. Um, this was one of the highlights of my time here, for sure, one of the highlights of my life, and um, and the people that I've met here in the community has, has just been amazing, so something I'm super honored um, to have been a part of. Um, through this organization as well, I got to cut my teeth with fundraising, so when Harvey came around and I was moved by everything that was going on, I called a couple of the core coaches and said, man, we gotta, we gotta like rally and get some money, I'm gonna get some U-Hauls, will any of you help me pay for this? It was like $85,000 within... 36 hours that they had all contributed. Um, so that, we, we got to participate in that, which was, um, definitely changed my life. So then from there, we took that and, um, and we took on a challenge and said, okay, like, if we can raise this much money, maybe we can raise a lot more money and, and show other people watching that you don't have to be famous, um, to, to make a difference. Right? Like, I don't know if I can change the world, but I do believe that I can do my best to change the, the little world around me. Right? So we raised a ton of money in 10 weeks, broke a national fundraising record that was previously held by Amanda Bush. She was awesome. And, um, and then in, on December 13th, um, of last year, I got a call from the medical examiner's office that they had identified a that they had identified a John Doe that had me listed as the emergency contact. I practiced this one time because I didn't, I haven't talked about this yet. So, um, um, and so he wasn't a John Doe. It was my brother. My brother is, was homeless and, um, struggled with big time with addiction. And, um, and so 
I'll tell you, I've got plenty of money, um, and I spent a lot of money trying to save him, and I couldn't. So I hope that it's not all about the money for you, because at the end of the day, money's not going to solve all your problems. It does make things easier, okay? It's an easier life, um, but it doesn't solve all of your problems, so you've got to focus on other things in your life as well. So a couple months ago, I started a nonprofit called Not a John Doe, and we're going to take that and... Um, and we're going to make a difference in that community as well, locally, and, and assist in homeless and, and addict, just basic human services and helping them out. So we're excited about that. All right. Now, some tactics, right? Like I am a systems junkie. We got through that part. Okay. So how do I get it all done? This is a joke, but this is how I used to get it all done. And then I had kids and all this. So, um, but really, okay. So habits and systems are greater than goals. Okay. Um, goals are great for setting direction. They're super important. I'm going to go through that a little bit, but goals don't get you results. Habits and systems that you establish that you repeat over and over and over again over time are what get you the results. Okay. So think of habits like the compound interest of self-improvement, okay? So the more that we do these things over and over and over, the better we're going to get. And in every area of our life, those results are going to be compounded, okay? That's why you see people and you're like, oh, man, they just seem like they have it all together. No, they're just intentional about trying to get a little bit better every single day, and it goes over to the rest of their life as well, okay? So narrow the focus. This means do less. What do I want? What's the plan to get it? Okay? So I'm going to be, I'm going to make a list. What is, this is some soul searching. What is, what do I want to get A's in? Okay? So I want to be a great mom. I want to be a great wife. I want to be a great loan officer. I want to be a great core coach. And I got to take care of myself. The max you can do is maybe five at any given time that you can get an A in. Everything else is a hard no. Okay? Or not right now. Okay? And then you hire someone else to, you hire someone to do everything else. Okay? So, I have amazing help. I have, I have a strict policy, no family in the workplace, no workplace in the family. I give myself permission to turn it off on both. My kids don't get to FaceTime me during the day. I'm there to work. And I'm there to get it done so that, and I, and I also, it's not just about them taking time away from my work. Um, it's, I, it's that much longer that then I'm before I can go home, and I'm not going to be paying attention to them. They deserve my full attention. So I com- I'm a compartmentalizing, like I was going to say sob. I shouldn't say that, but I already did. So I'm a compartmentalizing son of a gun, and I move from one box to the next. I turn it off. There's no guilt. We moved. There's not as much guilt because I know that I gave it my all when I was in that box. Okay, so hire someone to do everything else. I've got a great nanny, so I leave my house and I go to work without worrying about um, that my kids are going to be taken care of. That's super important. When I'm at work, I have an amazing team so that when I leave work and I go home, I'm not worried about what's happening at the office because I know that my team has everything. And you have to accept that you're going to disappoint. There are times um, my son... Super mad that he doesn't get to go on mommy-daddy trips. But guess what? You don't get to go on those, right? So sometimes I sacrifice my A's for each other, but it's temporarily. I never continue to sacrifice my children for my work or my work for my children or my husband for my children or my children for my husband. You understand it's a rotation, right? You're juggling, and you have to say, okay, like none of these get to fall, right? So... Narrow the focus is about what do I want, what's the plan to get it, and how do I break it down into daily habits, okay? So your specific forms and piece here is you got to start with a purpose. Think of this as a funnel, okay? So we're going to start with our purpose. Then we do, and these are all core forms, which is great. Then you're going to do your five-year vision, and then you have your one-year business plan. I break mine down, and and then from my one-year business plan, I break it down into 13-week goals. I like the Best Self, um, the Self Journal by Best Self. Um, That's what I've been using since I was coached by Eric. He recommended that, which was great. And it just breaks down the the things that you need to do to focus on your daily habits, right? So it's the desired outcome, the motivation, how you're going to measure it, what are those habits, and then the daily accountability, okay? So... 
I break it down to 13-week goals, all I have to worry about is my daily habits, and I fix the input, and the output over time fixes itself. Next piece is up the quality. Do it an exceptional degree. So here's what this means. Do everything you do better. Okay? So this is where we focus on our processes and our systems that we're working on all the time. Okay? So I'm going to give you some examples of what I've done that has been helpful, but you have to do this with every process and system that you have. You use this formula. Okay? So for me, the order of priorities in my office, my team, my business, all the time, is deals, leads, prospecting, and problems. Okay? So that's the order that we get paid. That's not a coincidence, okay? If you want to max out your efficiency, max out your profitability, and the rest of it will take care of itself, okay? You must have an on-point, intentional, time-blocked calendar that matches your priorities. You will see here that the majority of my calendar is made up of filled client appointments. That's because my top priority is deals and leads. Okay. Then I have prospecting times in there because that's my third. And then I have a little bit of time for problems. Okay. I am still partially in my email. So my assistant does the bulk of it, but I don't want to, I can't get taken away with email. So I have specific time blocks in here with return call and email time so that I can get back on schedule, go through those, knock them out and be done. I don't have to stay late for them. Same thing because I run such a a tight time block calendar. When my call time is finished, I don't make one more. I finish it. I go into the next appointment, but I have a return call block for the end of the day if I didn't finish those lists or if there's anything that I didn't get through or finish, okay? So I intentionally finish my scheduled day at 4 so that I can leave every day at 5, and then I leave early on Friday, okay? So I am on a max 40-hour work week. Um, I believe this one's 37 currently. There's 26 filled client appointments, 5 power hours, um, 4 interruptions, daily team meetings, um, the core has this, and you can have it too, okay? I'm constantly tweaking this based on what's working and what's not, okay? The key to upping the quality and doing everything you do better is to be constantly working on it, okay? These are some other ones. Um, the core has these forms, but so my Monday realtor call process, um, I actually have prioritization so that because I've got a two-hour block, I do it in order of my accounts pyramid. And same thing, I'm super specific on what I'm going to talk about. This saves time. When I save time, I can be more intentional in my conversations and getting to my singular objective faster. I can move through them, and then I can move on to the next thing. Same thing, I teach my team, okay, upping the quality in your business, you have to constantly be working on your processes and systems and your team training, okay? So I teach my team how to solve problems, the art of conflict resolution, so that all problems don't roll up to me, okay? If you feel like all problems are rolling up to you, they probably are. You need to teach your train your team how to solve these themselves, so that they're not coming to you, okay? It is possible to only have to deal with 10% of the problems, but you have to teach your team how to do the other 90%, okay? So this is my most fun one, increase the speed. I like this part. So we're very clear on what do I want. We're very clear on what's that plan, what's the daily habits, and then the processes and systems. Everything on your team should run on a process and a system. You should constantly be improving it. But increasing the speed is where we look for ways to max out what's working, okay? So we're going to measure what's working, the review of your system. This is where you get to look at the results. I do this every 12 weeks. You can do it monthly. I like every 12 weeks. So I look at what is my conversion? How does my P&L look right now? How is my budget? What's my money? What's my weight? Um, I review my results at this point. Not my activity, but my results. What did I get from doing this? Um, And then I look at the plan and say, okay, what's not working? So I go through, out of those results, where did I miss the mark? Okay, so what's not working? Was it my plan? And I'll give you an example. Let's say your plan is to call 40 realtors, but the 40 realtors that you called didn't get you the leads that you wanted. Is it because you were calling the wrong realtors who didn't have the ability to send you leads, um, that's just that's a that's a, a, a flaw in your plan. You have to tweak that. Okay, I'm going to switch out the agents that I'm calling. Execution is it my execution? That is 
How did you do it? This is where you look back at your greatness trackers. This is where you look back in how intentional were you on the calls? How relational were you? How was my execution of this plan? Or is it simply that you need more time? Right? I can't tell you how many people I talk to that say, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh my God, you're, you're not. You, you've just only been doing this for a year. Or you've only been doing this for, ten, for two years. What you don't see is that these, like, I am still getting so many things wrong. And my results have been compounded over 10 years. That's why it looks like, oh my gosh, these are such massive results. Because it's been compounded over 10 years. Okay, so compounding over time is the key factor in habits. Okay, um, and then from there we dig in and we go one percent harder. Okay, so I'll give you an example of what that looks like. Take your budget. So let's say that one of your goals was to save more money, right? So then you said, okay, one of my habits is going to be I'm going to set up a five thousand dollar auto draft with my financial planner. When you're measuring your results, you saved your money and you say, you know what? That actually felt pretty easy. So how do I dig in and do one percent more? What if I took that up? to $7,000 instead. And as long as you don't quit and you keep going, then you're going to see that that's increasing the speed over time. And that's what so many people in this program, um, or why this program has such massive results, is because this is the process that we go through, right? We set a clear plan, we work on our processes and systems to get better all the time, and then we measure the results so that we can dig in and really max out what's working and pull back on the things that are not or fix them, okay? So this is my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes, um, and I hope that it's encouraging to you that if you just fix the input, the output will fix itself. You don't have to worry about the market right now. You don't have to worry about if your results are shorter than you were hoping for. You just have to dig in and work on your daily habits that you know when you run the play over and over and over and over again that eventually you're going to win the game. So this is the secret of getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build if you just don't stop. Small habits don't add up, they compound. That's the power of atomic habits, tiny changes, and remarkable results. That's it. Thank you for letting me talk to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will... Thank you. Bring up the man. Thank you. I would love it if one of you would take a picture of this room so that I can show my kids that one day I, one day I did something cool. They don't believe it. Many days you do something cool. You're awesome. Thank you. Unbelievable how she gets it all done. Great job. Great business. Great, great style. Great presentation. But listen, many times rattled. Many times distraught. How many of you get like that where it's just everybody thinks you have it all together, but we don't have it all together. It's okay to get rattled and have a couple moments, have a little pity party, go back to work, tough it out. But I'm telling you, slamming. Ten years, five times she's won the dragons. How come not 20 times, Nikki? What's up with that? You still got time. I think it's been a long run. I think she's accumulated millions of dollars. She has an excellent business. Uh, I think she works at an excellent company, which is Legacy Mutual. It's what I think is the best mortgage company in the nation. They have 50 loan reps, close 500 deals. I think bigger is not better. I think better is better than bigger. I meet a lot of people, and after 10 minutes, I tell them they're confused. Because what they're telling me is about how they want to get bigger. Instead of telling me how they're going to get what? Get better. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacoretraining.com.